During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, February 15th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Addy Oye Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, Tim Ma Morgan Gettys. It's a big X day, Blessing. It's a big X So day. much X stuff going on. We have the X-Men mm -hmm. 97 trailer yeah. that just dropped. We have the Xbox business update. Yep. Debatably one of the most important moments. In, in video game news history. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. You know, My it, we don't... texted me this morning. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. No, it's going to be a big day here at Kind of Funny. I'm sure we'll get into to all of that in, in just a little bit. But how are you feeling? Where's, where's the energy levels at? I am, I'm going in being like, we'll get what we get, right? Because like I've, 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 I've run the, the gamut of, all right, we're they're not going to say anything. Mm -hmm. Like there's only so much that they can say on a business level in terms of, oh, we're going to put Starfield on PlayStation. I, I don't think they're going to say that necessarily. I think the most we get in terms of like solid detail, like good detail is Hi-Fi Rush and uh, Pentiment coming to PlayStation. But even then, right? Like that and then them explaining the the thoughts behind it, right? I think at the very least is interesting. Totally. It's either going to be that or like... If it's not that, then what is it? I mean, like, that's the thing, thing is the mystery yeah. is the thing that's killing me for I, it. I'm right there with you. I, I do think that, uh, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this a lot uh, in the next couple hours as we get into it, uh, and then, of course, breaking it down after. But mm -hmm. I, I'm with you that I do think it's going to be a, a step, uh, but not like a full sprint yeah. forward into to everything. We've but also, it's about. a podcast, right? Uh, like, yeah. if it's a 45-minute to an hour-long discussion between mm -hmm. Sarah Bond, Phil Spencer, and who was the third one? Matt, Matt Booty? Booty, yeah, man. Like... What are you going to talk about for an hour? Because you can only say, you can Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment are coming to play PlayStation 5 and Switch. Mm -hmm. That's about 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And, what does the other 59 minutes and 50 seconds look like? Well, explaining thing? the how and why, and then I do also think explaining the, trying to quell any fears people have about other games, uh, mm -hmm. maybe mentioning examples of games that, that they're not going to put the strategy on, things like that. I don't know. But like, you're right. Like, there's uh, enough time, and the three of them being uh, together to talk about all this, like, no matter what happens, uh, it's going to be incredibly interesting yeah. and uh, unprecedented. We haven't ever seen something like this. So I think that there's a lot of pressure on them to to get it right. Um, and that's going to be something that we all watch together live. As, right here. As a group. 7,000 screaming fans. Oh, yeah. I like the suit a lot. Thank you. This is Xbox fresh. Business Day, everybody. Rocking the green mm -hmm. and like the black uh, shirt under it with the chain. Mm -hmm. It all comes together very well. Thank you. I and then also, did that. you like do your hair also? I did get a haircut. Okay, I was going to say, like, I've been overdue. Been overdue. So yeah, I did it for you, Xbox. Did it for yeah. Xbox. Mm -hmm. Tim, enough about all that. Enough. Let's talk about every screen being an Xbox. What's up with the February Direct and more? Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and on podcast services around the globe if you love what we do support us with the kind of funny membership on patreon or youtube to get all of our shows ad free watch us record them live and get a daily exclusive show 
Uh, for a chance to be a part of the show, submit your thoughts and opinions as YouTube Super Chats as we go. Housekeeping for you. Tim, tell me how today's going to go. Today's about to be an extremely extreme. I don't even know any other X words. I fucked that up. An extreme escape. Extravagant. Extravagant. I know escape doesn't have an exciting. <laughs> it's going to be exciting, everyone. Uh, we're going to be hanging out all day together, whether you're on Twitch or YouTube. I would love if you would just hang out and chill with us because right now we're doing games daily. But right after this, we're going to react to the X-Men 97 trailer. Uh, we haven't seen it. I'm very, very excited to see this. A lot of hype has been going into it. So we're going to react to that. If you're watching on Twitch, you can just watch the entire way through and uh, just stay where you are and you'll be fine. If you're on YouTube, you might need to jump around a little bit, but we're just going to attach the X-Men reaction to games daily uh mm. just to keep things as simple as possible without having to jump to the third the other youtube channel for kind of funny things are complicated everybody mm. so let me start from the top on what's going down here games daily goes into x-men trailer reaction that'll go into our little pre-show for the xbox oh. business update we'll talk for maybe 30 minutes about what our final predictions what we think is going to go on then we will react to the xbox business update podcast um we'll have closed captions up if that's a, an option obviously it, it, reacting to a podcast is a bit out of the norm but we got to do it for this one uh so we'll be there if you want to watch it without anybody saying anything you can watch it you yeah, yourself, watch the podcast. but if you want to watch it with us that's the thing i don't want to hear it. if you come into the, to the thing and you're like oh why are they talking over the people talking it's like that's what you're here for yeah. what are, we, we can't stay silent for an hour while we watch it so, and so now, watch the thing first if you want to hear them talk and then come watch ours again exactly but we talk. will be here live right watching it together so if you want to join us for that you can and then after that we'll be doing the x cast breakdown of what we just saw um hopefully it's exciting stuff yeah but yeah it'll be a great day everyone so hang out on twitch Bop around to the different youtube.com slash kind of funny games links. It'll make sense. We'll remind you guys a million times, but it's going to be a big one. You know what would be even more, make today even more special is if Nintendo came out and announced the NX2. Oh my God. <laughs> They're like, we're adding one more <laughs> X to the equation. Oh God. I was like, why are you referring to it as the NX2? Oh that yeah, is, yeah. No, put your X's up. Yeah, put the X's up, up, everybody. everybody. Well, that's yeah, hilarious. You can do this too. Yeah. yeah. Get the shoulder going. Mm -hmm. uh, a new kind of funny podcast is up uh, titled, Would You Throw a Football at a Two-Year-Old? That's up I love what at you youtube.com slash kind of funny. Uh, the Hulk Hogan versus The Rock episode of WWE WrestleMania in review is up over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. And then a fun one, CD Projekt Red will be hosting a special panel during PAX East 2024 titled Code, Sweat, and Cheers, How We Made Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty with our very own Blessing Adio A Jr. moderating the discussion. That the is boy. Uh, if you're at PAX East, come hang out March 23rd, 2024 at 3.30 p.m. local time in the main theater of the Boston Convention Center and Exhibition Center. But even if you aren't, uh, you can watch it at home on the official PAX East Twitch channel. Can we just stop for a second, everybody? Shout out the boy, Blessing at AOEA Jr., Let's hosting go. a cyberpunk panel in the main theater of PAX East. It's, it's what I do, Tim. It's you what know? you it's do, what I do. Man. It's, it's, all, it's also how you organize. Saturday? <laughs> it's, just, it's, just Friday? it's also the deals that you be making. What is it? What we said? March 23rd. March 23rd. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Saturday. If you're at PAX East, you know you're going to want to go see Bless. You know you're going to want to hear about Cyberpunk and all the cool stuff that they did with Phantom Liberty. And if you're at home, you can just watch on stream. It's going to be great. But support. It's going to be an awesome yep. time. I'm very proud of you. It's going to be very Everybody great. tweet at Idris Elba. Tell him to come through and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> March 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> in Boston, come tell them to come through. <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Carl Jacobs, Streaking Ain't Easy, and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and Factor, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, 
the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A Baker's Dozen! Starting with our number one, the Big X Day. So, of course, we got to start off with some Xbox news. Ahead of its business update, Microsoft reportedly told staff every screen is an Xbox. This comes from Andy Robinson at VGC. I'm reading this off an Xbox right now. I fucking love <laughs> I got this. an Xbox in my pocket. Uh, Microsoft reportedly told employees that it views every screen as an Xbox ahead of a much-anticipated business update. A recent internal town hall meeting, which has reported on, which has been reported on uh, previously, reportedly saw Xbox president Sarah Bond proclaim that every screen is an Xbox, according to a new account by Inverse. Bond is then said to have discussed Xbox's strategy of existing on multiple kinds of devices and its greater ambitions of becoming the number one cross-platform gaming company. To illustrate the idea of Xbox on every screen, Bond reportedly showed images of breakout Xbox and PC hit PAL World running on tablets, TV screens, monitors, and handheld devices. Inter- quote, internally, employees expressed surprise at seeing so much Power World and joked about the possibility of an Xbox handheld, which has also been rumored, end quote, according to Inverse. Here's where I want to start, Bless. Uh-huh. This entire article leaves me a bit perplexed. Okay. Because timing-wise, I understand this headline-wise and just the conversation, of course, any little nugget that drops, we're going to want to talk about. But what is the news here? Because this is what Xbox has been doing for yeah. a decade. That's my thing is there's not news here. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, I think this is more so like coming off of the conversations we've been having. Yes. And sort of a re like, hey, like going into the Xbox business update. Here's the latest thing that Sarah Bond just said about yep. this. Right. It's a framing device, I think. But what I think is interesting about that is like, obviously, this has been their strategy. Um, I think in, in light of recent news, applying the recent news to the strategy, I think is even more interesting because mm-hmm. there's a, a very good business proposition uh, for millions and millions of gamers and millions and millions of people that could be gamers uh to be able to play all the xbox games on any screen they want because every screen is an xbox the idea that you don't need an actual xbox to be able to play xbox games is amazing and something that they've been not just talking about but doing for a very long time but what surprises me here is the the quote internally employees expressed surprise at seeing so much power world and joked about the possibility of an xbox handheld which has also been rumored I don't understand the correlation there. Like, like you see Power World and you're like handheld. Like, <laughs> I think well, I think it goes back to the, the like Sarah Bond busting out the images of Power World on every screen and going mm-hmm. like, "This is an Xbox. <laughs> this is an Xbox." Yeah. They're playing Power World in the Xbox app on your iPad thing, which I don't even know if iPad has an Xbox. But app. I, all that makes sense to me. Like, yeah. and, and I under, like, using Power World, I get why that's a little weird, just because it's not an Xbox game. But I think that they're trying to prove the point of like, look, Xbox has value where like. Because of Game Pass, this game is now associated with Xbox on console. So, like, we won that. That's great. Here's a win from us. But how... I don't understand the leap to the handheld. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I I, I get what you're talking about. And I wonder, like, maybe, I mean... It's tough when it when this is VGC referencing inverse, which is referencing their own sources. Yeah. I wonder what their own sources know, right? I wonder if this is a thing where, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they're also joking about it because there have been conversations, or because like we, when Power World being on Game Pass, we've talked about doing a Game Pass hand. Like I, I think there's information that we're not privy to that is maybe informing some of the reaction. But also, I think that could be interesting, right? Like we've talked about Xbox and place like everybody doing a handheld. Yeah. Because guess what, handhelds have become dope again. I mean, I think that th- there's at this point, I think so much has changed in the last year, but like with how Xbox is doing stuff, even before we see this business update, I am now at the point that I think it's inevitable that we will get an Xbox handheld. What that looks like, I don't think mm-hmm. is anything close to a PlayStation Vita or a Game Boy. I do think it is 
Also to a Steam Deck. A Steam Deck, yeah. but Windows-based and made for Xbox and Game Pass. And uh, When do we get it? That, I don't know. I mean, the thing about that is because Microsoft are who they are, which is a giant business that isn't just video games, like, they make computers. They already yeah. do this. They make laptops. They have the whole Surface line. Like, I feel like at any moment they could just be like, oh, yeah, it's here. Like, yeah. I don't know this is going to be the most the exciting Xbox thing surface. in the world. I mean, real talk, I hate when they, like, overbrand things that way and yeah. like, try to make it all work because it, it rarely does. Um, but Surface is a brand that has not went away, right? Surface is a brand that they've committed to. This and right here. There it is. Um, I love this thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that they do that. I, I mean, if anything, it's, I think, funny that, like, the Xbox is the brand that at the end of the day, I imagine is going to reign supreme, like in terms of like, they're not going to let that go, yeah. even though it's silly to say Xbox is every screen. It's like, well, the screen's not a box. You know what I mean? But like, we're all adults. Yeah. We can Netflix understand. is every screen. Yeah. You know, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. Hulu is every screen. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But also I think it helps inform again, like what they're talking about. I think the problem that Xbox is faced with, and this is going to go to what this podcast they're about to do probably is right and like also a big challenge that they're going to have going forward for the next year the next few years mm -hmm. all this stuff is messaging how do we continue to convey to our audience who we are as our identity in xbox because they've been like like you mentioned right you, we read through this article it's a little bit per perplexing because we go what is the news here but i think the problem with it is that this is news that we keep talking about that people are still aren't grasping to you like there's enough mm -hmm. people that we see on twitter on social media i think the the casual audience like and this is me like trying to cast like oh man social media doesn't listen but even the people i talk to in my yep. real life mm -hmm. where i've had conversations with friends who work in the games industry that are like yeah what's the xbox doing like people don't understand and they have like they really got to communicate it because we've not seen it done like this before mm -hmm. right like we're so used to the way it's been historically with xbox playstation and nintendo hey we make boxes we make exclu exclusive games that are going to help sell those boxes and that's the way it goes whoever sells in those boxes wins that's not how it is anymore right and like xbox sarah bond here saying every screen is an xbox is her trying to really communicate the game is changing it is not about the boxes like the boxes are a part of the family but if we get people playing Xbox on their Surface or mm -hmm. on their Netflix, or not Netflix, sorry, on their um, TV or like the Samsung mm -hmm. smart TV via streaming or whatever it is, right? I think they have to keep reiterating it and they have to keep communicating it. I think they also have to experiment with how they communicate it, right? And like figure out what are the best ways to make people understand. So that's what I think even makes this podcast we're going into so much uh so much more interesting is that they have an hour probably i don't know how long they said it's i mean be. i've been looking back at the history of the xbox podcast they tend to be closer to that 30 minute mark, 30 minutes okay. 34 minutes or something like that yeah. so let's say they have 40 minutes 30 to 40 minutes if it's that long to communicate and like really try to like enlighten their audience on what they're doing here because i think so many people just don't get it yeah it's I'm fucking excited, bless. Like this is crazy, man. Like yeah. I just, I'm so interested in how this all goes down, and we're not gonna have to wait too long to to find out. But like you were saying, I agree with you. Like I don't expect this to to like be the 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 end of a discussion or like even the beginning of a, a new discussion. Yeah. I think it. I think this is part of them having to reiterate yeah. over and over and over again. Hey, this is what Xbox is. Like we have the boxes that you can buy, but you can play Xbox Xbox anywhere. Right? Yeah. Like Xbox Play Anywhere has been a thing for years and years and years. They are going hard with that. Mm -hmm. And so we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see how they communicate it today. Uh, with Tim, speaking of things we're going to have to wait a long time for, seemingly. Story number two. What's up with this Nintendo Direct? Very interesting. So I love it. 
Of course, we've heard the rumors of Nintendo Direct from multiple sources, one of those sources being Jeff Grubb, who in January was talking about how we're going to see one in weeks, probably. Um, somebody tweeted out uh, earlier today, uh, this is Deathbringer on Twitter, they said, uh, in reply to Jeff, what's going on with the Direct? Postponed? Canceled? Savings for a Switch 2 reveal? Question mark. Jeff? Can you stop? Yeah. Kevin, can you do me a favor? Can you read Jeff Grubb's tweet, quote tweet here? Uh, okay. Uh, I know no one wants to hear this, but this, uh, but just like when the queen died, this is real. I heard earlier this week that they were discussing moving the direct because of the Xbox business update. I've never known the date for sure. I've only heard by uh, the middle of February. I just really wanted Kevin to say that just like when the queen died. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I Thanks. tell you, I woke up and I saw the tweet and I said, like, I, I did not know where I was going. <laughs> I just saw a tweet from Jeff Grubb saying, I know no one wants to, hear, wants to hear this, but just like when the queen died. And I was like, what the fuck is he about yeah, to say? What? And then he yeah, was like, uh, yeah, I heard that they're moving it because of the Xbox business update, which Tim, does that make sense to you? You know, it does and it doesn't. Like, I, again, we're in unprecedented times. And it's silly that I've been saying that so often recently, but I feel like it's it's more applicable than it ever has been where things just keep happening that we've never seen before where before we would not see the big three kind of move or shift uh based on the other's plans they would kind of just like dig their their heels in and be like nah and even as recent as last year i want to say two years ago like there's sony would announce something and then nintendo would be like yeah we're still we're, we're gonna do that day too mm -hmm. and then just be a state of play and a direct on the same day and it's like we are like why are you doing this like surely you guys are communicating or talking to each other and i think as we've seen the shift from there's e3 everyone's here everyone kind of has their dedicated spot that it felt like it was like a gentleman's agreement yeah <laughs> you know what i mean to, nintendo's doing tuesday night uh yeah playstation's doing like monday morning like, Xbox whatever is it doing, is yeah, yeah. Or, so they, they, yeah. they have their spots they know what they're doing and it's like cool we, we we can stay in our lanes and we understand what we're working with here but in the day of like publisher owns uh showcases it's kind of like at any moment anything can be announced and mm. Uh, because of that, it feels like there is a endless stream of rumors or uh, even if it's not rumors, it's well-educated guesses based on patterns of, well, there's always a direct in February. So there's probably going to be one this year, yeah. right? So you can start like the, the fervor that starts going. Around. Are people seeing this? Is this like a, <laughs> was no, that a I was just showing you guys. That's that. so Thank funny. You. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Um, but there's like a, a a fervor of like, oh, when's the next direct? When's the next direct? Because yeah. like we've been like subconsciously trained that a direct is coming, right? So I there there has to be a direct because there are games to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. Would Nintendo hear this Xbox news and change their plans? I don't, I don't think the old Nintendo would have. But what if Nintendo knows that Hi-Fi Rush and <laughs> Pentiment is coming to Nintendo? I mean, that is a in, in, that is huge, right? Yeah. And like, so that's the thing. To, yeah. That's where it gets really sticky for me because that seems the other way too much like they're working together more than I expect that they are. For where, sure. Like, if they were to have announced like, oh yeah, there's a Nintendo Direct today and it's like we look at it like, are they really about to announce Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment on Switch like this way? Mm -hmm. That'd be insane and brilliant. They're not going to do that. That seems just like way too overly complicated and also it'll get all of us thinking of like, what are they doing here? The other, I think, more realistic thing at this point is what if there isn't a Direct? And what if we got the Princess Peach Showtime trailer like yesterday? Mm -hmm. Was it? And um, that was a surprise, right? Like, yeah. why would you do that? It was if also 
Splatoon. Oh, yeah, Andy did his Splatoon preview yep. for like the the roguelite mode. Yeah, which to be fair, that was already covered in in the last direct. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I so it's like, I guess I wouldn't really talk about it there. But um, I just am a partner showcase, a partner direct at some point. I think is going to have to happen in the next month or two, just because of like partner agreements. That's yeah. just we've seen kind of a cadence of those things. But I with where we're at now, I don't know. Maybe they kind of let Xbox deliver the news of these games coming to switch and support socially and support, you know, via PR releases and things like that without needing to like do their own direct. Cause they know all eyes are going to be on this Xbox thing. And then I don't know what other games are there to talk about. We got yeah. Mario. We got, I mean, I think the third party stuff would be the thing that, that comes to mind. Right. And I think if that's the case, it, that's something that could wait for maybe later in February or March or whatever. Like we're for, being firmly in speculation station here, right? Like, not, like none of this is like 100% certainty. Thank you, Kevin. But yeah, like I'm with you that like Nintendo and Xbox are only going to work together to some extent, right? Like they're not going to be like, all right, we'll do our Switch or our Nintendo Direct to like align up with your thing so we can all hit on. Like, I don't think that's how this works necessarily. Well, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I yeah. also think it's important to note that this was not Xbox's plan. Oh, well, like in, in how so? I, like I the Xbox business update? Yeah. I think it was going to happen regardless. You think that they were going to do it today? Maybe. I really don't. Like Phil Sp I, According to Phil Spencer's wording, he said, we, we've been planning a business update yes, for you. Yes. I, I mean, we'll see. And I, I would happily accept that I'm wrong about this. Mm -hmm. My read on the situation is that they were planning it. And this, like, because of all the leaks and stuff, it forced them to move their plans up and mm -hmm. change their plans. I do not think their business update plan was for them to come out on the Xbox podcast Listen, on, know, on, on Thursday, February 15th. But You don't think so? I really don't. That doesn't feel like... But, I mean, kudos to them if that was the plan. If they are trying to do something new and actually talk and have the leaders talk to each other and mm -hmm. have that be the way that they uh, get the information out there, I think that's really cool. That's something we've talked about for a long time of like wanting to see more of... But um, yeah, I, I don't think that this was the plan. Like mm -hmm. I imagine that they're, that, uh, yeah, I just don't think, that, I think the timing is not what weird. they would have expected it to be. And because of that, I don't think Nintendo could have planned around that. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's, I could see a case where Nintendo was planning a, like a smaller direct and then saw the fervor on the internet, saw how like Xbox is about to make a big announcement type thing and went, that's not the time. Like, we'll just postpone it because everybody's going to be paying attention to this thing if we do our thing the same day, especially if it's a partner showcase where it's a bunch of third-party stuff and farming games. Like, no, people aren't going to pay attention to it as much. So what if we do it the week after or, like, in March or whatever it is? Like, yeah. I could see that being the case. Yeah. But that's me being purely in speculation station. I mean, look, just really looking at Nintendo and, Thank you. and where they're at right now, it's it's like, what do, what do, what's happening here? Because I know we've talked this to death, but with where we're at with Nintendo, we have Princess Peach next month. We have Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake sometime this year. Mm -hmm. We have Luigi's Mansion 2 yeah. being ported. And that's what a weird year. <laughs> that's essentially That's a bizarre it. year. Oh, Mario versus Donkey Kong, which we just reviewed. You can check out our review on Gamescast. Yeah. But like that's where we're at. And then there's the two big looming questions. One, when are they announcing Switch 2? Mm -hmm. And two, what's up with Prime 4? Okay, right. but how looming is that second question? I feel like Prime 4 is like... I, I'm still convinced that we're still far off from it. Well, so here's the thing. Though. And, and yeah. I, 
I honestly don't have too much of a gut instinct on what's going to happen with Prime. At this point, I'm just like, you fucking tell me, because I can make a case for any argument. Yeah. My thing is, is it still a Switch game? Because if it's still a Switch game, they need to talk about it soon. If it's not mm. still a Switch game, okay. then, then I, I'm with you. I'm okay, like, oh, you're right. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But it's like, is Prime 4 going to be the last big Switch game? Is it going to be crossover or whatever the hell? But even, even if it's that, they need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you you're right. Yeah. Um, so I do not think whatever direct we get here, they announce the Switch too. I think that, no. th- that w- if there is a direct, it's the final so Switch. Of when do they announce the Switch 2? That's a big question. I mean, all the rumors right now that we're seeing that so far are just fucking rumors based on patterns and based on like some insider. I heard this from my uncle that whatever from people that tend to get things kind of right, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of fervor around before GDC, when which is, is the end of March. Okay. Here I'm going to take, I'm, t- I'm taking out my jacket. Oh, <laughs> whoa. oh my God. There. Look at that. Look at everything we're working Kevin, with. Here. Do another speculation station. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're parking in speculation station for a second. So there's a show. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. There's a show that we do on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Mm-hmm. That's called Game Showdown. Yes. It's a trivia show, right? Usually it's you, it's uh, Greg, it's Andy. We have three teams. You guys are competing for points. I do multiple different games on there as the host. One of the games I do is this game called You're Wrong. Uh, in that game, I look at past news stories. I read through the news stories and I put in like wrong things in there. You guys have to figure out like what parts of the news stories are falsified. In my journey of going through different news stories and finding like, all right, what are the interesting stories to like do here on the show? One of the ones I came across was Nintendo announces the NX. It was from 2016, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the mm-hmm. Switch came out in 2017. And Tim, it was March 2016 because it was the end of the fiscal year. They announced, oh, yeah. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They announced the, the NX mm-hmm. as part of the end of the fiscal year, essentially saying, hey, we're coming out with this console in, uh, I think they said next year, mm-hmm. and then look out for more info in the future. 100%. Like, that was, pretty, that was pretty, yep. pretty much all they said. Yep. But it was squarely about a year ahead of when they did it. Now, if we're thinking, let's say, assuming the Switch 2 is going to come out either this fall or early next year, I think both of us are probably on the side of this fall, though, right? Yeah, we are. They're going to talk about it soon. Uh, yeah. They got to talk about it. Because uh-huh. like, you're talking about announcing the console. You're talking about giving third parties and everybody like the leeway and freedom to be able to talk about their games that they're making for those consoles. Around here is the time that you would want to talk about it. I think I think GDC is a good bet because GDC is a big event, right? Like that's a... Oh, you don't think it's going to align with GDC? No, no, no. What do you think? I think it has nothing to do with GDC. Uh I'm just using GDC as a time frame. Okay. Mainly is to speak to the fiscal quarters. Okay. See, and that's where I I would go with it. Yeah. Is that I think fiscal quarter is the time to go. mm -hmm. All right. We're entering uh, this next fiscal quarter. You have to talk about what your plans are for the fiscal quarter. If you're Nintendo and you have a brand new console coming out, you can't not talk about it right and so here's where things get interesting blessed yeah. so with you it's gdc is is an interesting one just because of the type of industry uh, event that it is which is an industry event it's not so much a public thing uh and there's not really announcements made there but every once in a while there's big news that yeah. comes from wasn't it. wasn't the ps5 thing gdc the vita the vita was first actually okay. shown at gdc when like was actually people but when was the side. when was the ps5 thing where like they had like the people uh, mark cerny in front of the shadow people do you remember this? <laughs> Where like it was like the audience. It was during the pandemic. It was like early oh, pandemic. Oh, the ear I, thing. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was GDC. GDC. Okay, yeah, exactly. But that, that's a good example of like mm. that was less news and stuff. It was just more like if you listen, there's going to be news dropped here. But it's yeah. not like uh, we're announcing games and all that that fun stuff, right? But uh, every once in a while, something does happen. But specifically, hardware people might get their first hands on or first look at. I remember the Vita was like 
uh, and we're still, uh, what was it called? Next Gen Portable. Uh, oh, NGP. yeah, NGP. And um, so I don't think we're necessarily going to get that. But I do think the timing is interesting. Nintendo is doing two big talks at GDC. One mm-hmm. about Tears of the Kingdom, and I forget what the other one was. But it's like big Nintendo stuff. Um, but again, don't think it's going to be GDC. Just think it's going to be the timing. But here's where we get interesting. Because you are talking about um, the Switch announcement of they announced the NX in mm-hmm. March uh, 2016. Then it came out in uh march 2017 we got the actual commercial blowout trailer for it in um october yeah and late late october and then early january is where we got that infamous couch japan uh presentation where that ended we got project octopath traveler and and we got the best Zelda trailer (laughs) and the best Zelda trailer of all time so it's like that was the timeline there we're already on a condensed timeline at this point yeah if we're talking about the whole thing coming out in fall yeah which we're aligned on Mm-hmm. Do they not do just a hey in our investor meeting, like the the next switch is coming? Do they actually just do the commercial bit there? I th- I think <sighs> I I like this conversation because my argument would be why wouldn't you do it where you come out in March and say hey we're working on the next gen switch and like give like that basic info for like the fiscal year stuff and then go. We're gonna do the blowout at E3, like or not E3, but E3 season. Like June is when we're gonna do the the big thing, and like that's where people are gonna be able to come and play it. Maybe you, maybe you release a trailer, maybe a month before, like say May, to like let people know what it is. That way, like people can kind of prep themselves for it, and then like non E3 is when people actually like the press come out and play it, and then you give like the big presentations, talk about the big games. Because again, we're talking about the front the time frame of last time with the Switch. It was October to March. That was about six months between that. I feel like if we're talking about this fall, June-ish would be around like when that would be. So I'm with you on on the hands-on. Yeah. But remember, the hands-on was the January event. The commercial was October. I think, I think I, it would be more condensed. But yeah, I think May would fulfill that October thing. I think May fulfills the January thing. I think, mm. that, I think that the commercial, the October thing from the original Switch, yeah. is going to be next month. Hmm. We'll see. <sighs> I like I this. It, I'm excited, man. I, I like. It. I hope it comes out this fall. Because I think, like, where my head's at right now, me, Roger, and Barrett talked about this on the Games Cast a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. But where I'm at currently is, I think it's going to be the Switch Two. I think they're going to continue the narrative of we're building on this thing you already love, and we want you to upgrade. You've had this thing for hell long now, and you loved it. Yeah. You're going to keep loving it, and here's why. You loved those games. They're going to work better now. And guess what? Metroid Prime 4, it's a real thing, and it's, it's going to work on the old Switch, but it's also going to work on this one and better. And mm-hmm. guess what? Either take your pick of Mario Kart, 3D Mario, or Animal Crossing. Boom, motherfuckers. We're printing money. It's going to be a great time for us. Plus, oh, man. You know what's a great time for the mm. audience? YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and Patreon. <laughs> I said it like a Jamaican accent. Patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can go and you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. We are brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is a standalone game that welcomes fans and newcomers alike. You don't need to have played Final Fantasy VII Remake or any other Final Fantasy titles to play and enjoy Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. The combat is not traditional turn-based and has more action-focused gameplay, with even deeper improvements since Remake with new synergy attacks and team-based combos. And there are large open sections to explore with Cloud and his comrades venturing across the planet, their fates unwritten, making every step in the 
expansive world outside Midgar fresh and mysterious. And of course, there are dozens of mini games. There's a story recap video of Final Fantasy VII Remake for those interested in learning more about the story so far, and those looking to experience Final Fantasy VII Remake fully can pre-order the Final Fantasy VII Remake and Rebirth Twin Pack, which includes the game plus the DLC episode intermission at no extra cost. You can download and play a demo of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth right now on the PlayStation Store, and you can pre-order the game in the link in the description. The wait is almost over. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is out February 29th. Get hyped. This episode's brought to you by Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and more. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals allow you to fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Factor's less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week, plus you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash kindoffunny50 and use code kindoffunny50 to get 50% off. That's code kindoffunny50 at factormeals.com slash kindoffunny50 to get 50% off. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back with story number three. Sony could release a new Astrobot game this year. It is claimed. Are we living in the best fucking year of video games again, Blessing? What? Listen, I've been trying to tell you, man. All right. Y'all are hyping up 2023. Let's talk about 2024. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Sony could be planning to release a new Astrobot game this year. It's been claimed. The company revealed on Wednesday that it has no plans to release any new entries in major franchises like God of War Spider-Man during its next, f- next fiscal year, which starts in April and ends in March 2025. However, Sony may be planning to release unannounced games from other established, albeit less high-profile IPs, according to Giant Bomb reporter Jeff Grubb. Well, we already know Rise of the Ronin is coming. We know that Concord, one of the live service games, is scheduled to come out this year. That's the stuff that's scheduled for sure, he said. And then it's like there might be new game entries in franchises that already exist. They might, they just might not be major in PlayStation's eyes when they're talking to investors. They said God of War. They said Spider-Man. These are the franchises that sell 15 million copies lifetime or more, end quote. Grubb added, quote, I've heard maybe Astrobot does happen this year. So if that happens, that's pretty big for me. I get why <laughs> I get why Sony's not thinking that's a major one for us, at least not yet. Hopefully they could turn it into a major one. And then a lot of things, a lot of this changes around, end quote. 
every word Jeff Grubb said there, I feel to my core. Yeah. I love it. I, I mean, I understand that uh, Sony wouldn't talk about Astro as uh, one of a the big the, franchise the big game. It's, it's not, right? But we love it. And like we look at it as a major win. It's big and to me, the, damn it. I, it's big to me, damn it. I can't believe that we might get, we will get, I imagine at some point, a full Astro game. Oh, we have to. Right? A full we definitely game. have to. Because we got the VR one, we got the PS5 tech demo that yeah. was so incredible. Damn good, man. One of the, the best two hour games of all time. <laughs> for reals. And when the portal uh, came out recently, like, and I wanted to test the the haptics and stuff on the, the dual sense that it had, I booted up Astro's Playroom and just like, Played around a bit. I'm like, this game is a pure joy, and uh, this adds up timeline timeline wise, right? Like mm. the that dropping when the PS5 launched, which is now years ago. Like, yeah, they and we know that Team Asobo's been working on something, so yeah. I think it's this. I mean, if you want to talk about major franchise games, right? Like Astrobot, um, Astro's Playroom outsold God of War and Spider Man, 54 million. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, everybody, everybody yeah. has Astrobot. There you go. Think about it. It's a major franchise game. As much as I want to believe Jeff here. Mm -hmm. And I believe like what he's saying that he's heard it. I believe I believe him, but I just don't buy it. I don't buy that Astrobot is actually coming out. How come? It just doesn't feel like it, man. So, so <laughs> I just don't feel the tell, vibe. Tell me why though. Like, do you think it's not going to happen this year? Do you think this it's year. not going to happen? Period. No, it's going to happen. So it's why not? Why why not this year? Like, what? I feel like they've been so quiet, like that team, and like we all the news that we last heard about them was so long ago that like it, especially for the type of game that it is, like the development cycles aren't that long. Yeah, but like, it's just that we haven't heard any. Like, this is the first we've heard of like anything about a new Astrobot game, right? And like, it's him, it's Jeff being uh, being like, I've heard maybe Astrobot does happen this year, right? Like, he even says the word maybe, so he's yeah. even like not that sure of it. I I don't know. Like, it just doesn't feel like Astrobot's about to happen. I feel like maybe we would have gotten like more rumors slash reports slash trailers or something. It's just we've heard nothing about it. I just I don't know that it's the type of game that that happens for. Like it is so I, early in the year now that we have so much year left for things to be leaked, so rumored, it, announced. If out. an Astrobot happens, you think May State of Play they announce it and then it's coming out this fall? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. I just, uh, I just don't. Feel, like, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, the reason I, I'm with you on like the hesitation mainly just because of how PlayStation's been moving. Like, yeah, the reports yesterday, like how they're talking about stuff. I'm like, oh, y'all are bracing yourselves for like not having the stuff i think and I, I, that's i think that's actually my thing mm -hmm. right i look down the barrel of 2024 and playstation has had helldivers to come out they're about to have final fantasy 7 rebirth they're about to have rise of the ronin uh in what next month yeah march 22nd and then stellar blade happening a bit later in the spring we know death Stranding 2 is not coming out this year that was uh, announced for 2025 I feel like you would say something about like, hey, we have a 2024 game beyond these, like a PlayStation Studios thing. I think the fact that they've yeah. like, I think Last of Us, this is what we talked about yesterday with Andy, right? I think Last of Us Online was supposed to be their major franchise game to come out in 2024, but that obviously got canceled. I just don't think they have anything. So here's my thing. Uh, I think that Astro and Helldivers are actually in the same tier okay. uh, of game. And I, I, there can be arguments made. I'm talking about the quality, and I understand the different genres and stuff. But I'm just saying, in terms of like how PlayStation sees them, where yeah. there's a dedicated audience for it, but it's definitely not like the thing that we're going to talk about as a god in the same conversation of God of War and Spider-Man and Horizon. Sure. Um, Helldivers mm -hmm. Two was announced at, during the 2023 PlayStation Showcase yep. on in May 2023, and yep. now it just came out now, and it got delayed. Correct. It got delayed out of last fall. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been. Yeah. The plan was May to 
October or whatever that was, and mm-hmm. then it ended up hitting in in February or late January. I don't remember exactly. February. So I I could see that happening. And Hell Divers, it's not like we heard rumors about that, but we also were like, well, at some point that team's probably going to make Hell Divers too. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think my thing with with it, I have a couple things. I think firstly. In terms of like, I guess, tier of video games, right? Helldivers 2 to Astrobot. I'm with you, but I also still think that Astrobot being first party, first party, as opposed to Helldivers 2 being a game that's being developed by a third party studio, but they're publishing first party. I think like, I think PlayStation views PlayStation studios, like their owned and operated studios differently. I agree. I think you, they want to prop that up even more. But this, they're brand new to that, right? Like that, that was a new thing of them, of their team being owned, right? For wait for which one? Team Sobo. The oh for like wait you're talking about for like Astro's Playroom or mm-hmm. I get, uh, I forget well Team wasn't it post the PS5 launch that there was like team, that they were they acquired Team Sobo? Yeah. No, they were part of they're part of Japan Studio. Oh, they were just made their own thing then, right? Yeah, there was some news. Japan, about it. Uh, they, the, well, they made Astrobot's rescue mission like PlayStation first party as part of Japan Studio. Gotcha. And when Japan Studio like kind of got shuttered. shut down, yeah, they just they, they then became their own thing, the and that Phoenix happened that in like 2020 or so. Got it. Okay. All right. Um, I forget where I was going with it, but yeah, like I think because they're owned and operated first party PlayStation Studios, I think there's a bit more pomp and circumstance that you can add to that as PlayStation to go, hey, you should care about this like a Horizon because. And this is me talking, maybe Jim Ryan or whoever, I guess not Jim Ryan anymore, but maybe the PlayStation higher-ups don't feel the same. I think that people should look forward to a new Astrobot the same way they look forward to a new Horizon, right? Like, again, it's not God of War Spider-Man level, but, like, I think it could be Horizon level at the very least. I think a lot of people are going to be like on Team um, uh, uh, Astrobot over a Team Horizon or, like, Ghost of Shima. I think it's that, it has that kind of potential as a video game. So I think that. I then think... Even with such a god awful design oh yeah i mean first of all the design is perfect (laughs) (laughs) the design of astrobot is perfect but i think that and then i also think just for what 2024 looks like for playstation uh uh playstation's fall and like playstation studios games i think you would have announced it but i think you would have said that hey we have something coming out in 2024 later on like not dated and it is (laughs) astrobot here's the thing i don't think that they need to and mm-hmm. I'm saying this as a PlayStation fan that wants PlayStation games and wants to know what I'm excited for. And like, it, this is the first time in the PS5's history that I'm not like, oh, well, we got Spider-Man 2 coming. Oh, we have God of War Ragnarok coming. Oh, we have like whatever, these big tentpole things. Mm-hmm. I don't think as much as we talk about this shit day in and day out, I don't think PlayStation's looking at this like, oh, man, we're fucked in 2024. We don't have anything. I think they're like, yo, we got Final Fantasy right now. We got uh, Helldivers is a major win. Like, they're mm-hmm. kind of just in cruise mode right now. Like, I, I think that there is a... a uh, a feeling of desperation that like I feel from when we're talking about it, where I'm like, how do we still not know what so many of the core teams are working on next? Or how yeah. do we not know? Like when we saw that PlayStation showcase last year and we're all like, dang, y'all tarnished the showcase brand mm-hmm. with this of all the multiplayer stuff and like not announcing all the things that we kind of expected to be there. And now it's like, all right, cool. Well, they're not going to be there because they're not ready. They're not even close to ready. And the strategy is different. I just feel like, the reality is PlayStation knows what they have and they're just like, all right, well, we're just going to, we're good right now. And like, there's a hubris there, but I also think that they're right. Look at the success of Helldivers 2. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Right. Like I think right now it's, uh, if people want to look at currently as like a, oh man, like I, I said this last year of going into the fall uh, or go, when I, when we were halfway through last year, I even looked at it as like a down year for PlayStation studios, but it doesn't matter when you have 
FF16 inspired me. Spider-Man 2 is like carrying the thing on its back, right? Mm -hmm. And like you have these games that are financially doing what you need to do and also giving your players a steady stream of exclusive games. They still have that right now with the games that I mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. Between Helldivers, uh, Rise of the Ronin, hopefully Stellar Blade is good, right? Like all these things. And Last of Us Part 2, which like I think the time will tell the story on that. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested in the sales of Last of Us Part 2. Like yeah. I feel like we should. It's going to sell pretty good. Yeah, we should uh, like make a point to like look back and like talk about it when that comes out because we all looked at it as like uh, that was a weird timing for this thing and kind of came yeah. out and it feels like it just died, right? I, yeah. But I, like did it achieve the goal? of selling to the mainstream probably did i don't know uh i think my other thing with it too is, is when play when it comes to playstation right like in their first party studios it very much is like hey whenever these games are done put them out right like it's so i i i we talk a lot about on ps love you and on this show about like the strategy of playstation and the strategy of like big pu big publishers in general and how all right, you want to line up these things to hit this way so that like you know you have a like, three games come out a year or whatever it is I think for the way PlayStation Studios works, I think they look at their studios and go, hey, like, whenever you have, whenever Sucker Punch has Ghost ready, we'll put it out. Whenever you have the next uh, Sony Santa Monica game ready, we'll put it out. Naughty Dog, like, take your time. I think they look at all their studios and go, take as much time as you want. And so, like, I I would think Team Asobi would, is, is in a place where they're like, all right, we're going to make our first big Astrobot game, hopefully. Let's take our time with it. Like, let's make something special here. And I don't know, like... I don't know what, how long they've been working on it, right? Like, it's, it's hard to gauge. But, yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to hope or it's hard for me to predict that it's going to come out this year. It just feels almost too soon. I hope it does, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not predicting it will, but it adds up. And if, if Grubbs say anything, it might, then I think it might. I'm with that. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Let's move on. Story number four, uh, Embracer says it's looking out for shareholders after cutting almost 1,400 jobs. This is Chris Kerr at Game Developer. Embracer has reaffirmed its unrelenting commitment to, quote, maximizing shareholder value, end quote, after laying off almost 1,400 workers in six months. The company provided an update on its sweeping restructuring program in its fiscal report for the third quarter ended December 31st, 2023, and revealed it laid off another 483 employees during the last quarter. That means the Swedish conglomerate has made precisely 1,387 layoffs throughout Q2 and Q3, equating to 8% of its total headcount. Although the company said the restructuring program is making good progress, it feels like it's unlikely to achieve its target of bringing net debt below SEC $8 billion, which is $761.6 million, by the end of the current fiscal year. To boost its chances of hitting that goal, Embracer intends to pursue, quote, certain divestment processes that could significantly reduce net debt. Uh, that means studio sales could be on the horizon, with Embracer claiming some negotiations are reaching mature stages. Uh, discussing those job cuts and potential divestments, Embracer reassured onlookers that its overruling principle is to always maximize shareholder value in any given situation. And that's a quote. And that's a quote. <laughs> and that's just so people know. That's a quote. That's not, that's not them, uh, uh, you know, I don't forget the phrase I'm looking for. Putting the words in their own words. I don't know. Uh, continuing, it added, quote, certain companies might initiate restructuring before any divestment is announced. So it sounds like uh, studios under the Embracer umbrella might be told to downsize before being sold off. Embracer reassured onlookers that, quote, its overruling principle is to always maximize shareholder value in any given situation. Not a paraphrase. That's what I was And that is exactly what we've been seeing yep. across the industry, but specifically with Embracer. These numbers are astronomically disappointing oh, and upsetting. Yeah. And again, not the end at all. 
There's no end in sight. This is going to continue to happen. And it's, it's nasty, man. It's gross. Like, again, like, uh, there's a tweet that Jordan Midler always puts up whenever we get this bad in Brixton News, which is often. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always, like, he screenshots it. It's a tweet that he put up, like, weeks and weeks ago, maybe months ago, and then screenshots it and then tweet, quote tweets it with this. He says, the damage Bracer Group has done to people's lives and livelihoods is absolutely scandalous. No one with money will face any consequences, but hundreds will, will wonder how to pay rent. Cowards. Yep. And, like, it is apt. It is insane how you can have such a negative impact on an industry, right? Like as like a, a few individual executives slash higher up slash um, owners, CEOs, whatever, are able to go, hey, let's create a business. Let's, first of all, let's um, take a, a THQ, let's turn it into this new thing and let's just buy up a bunch of studios. Then let's mishandle our business and then just fuck up all those different studios. Hey, Volition, you're shut down. Hey, um, the studio that I was working on, um, the Splitter's Free Radical. How did you know exactly what I was talking about? Pretty <laughs> <and> me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Free Radical, we're gonna spin you up and then we're gonna shut you down. Like looking at every single one of these uh, studios that you bought and going, all right, we're gonna downsize. Wild, absolutely yeah, insane. Like that you can have such a negative impact because you mismanage your money and you make business based or you do business based on fucking greed and fucking trying to make fast money as opposed to being smart. It really feels like somebody with uh, a, too much money walking into uh, a Vegas casino yeah. and not knowing when to just back off, you know? And at some point that inevitably leads to you lose. And yeah. the difference here is we're not just talking about chips on the table. We're talking about people. Yeah. It's upsetting. Uh, I do have a related uh, tweet slash uh, story here. Uh, this comes from the homie Noble on Twitter. Embracer owned studio Flying Wild Hog has unionized. Quote, the union membership has been steadily growing. And if you if you two uh, want to act and change the industry for the better, contact us. And then he's linking a gamedeveloper.com article. Um, that's some good news. Protect yourselves. Unionize. Do all that good stuff. Final news story. Well, second to final news story. Story number five. Avatar, The Last Airbender, competitive multiplayer fighting game has been announced. This is Sal Romano at Gamatsu. Maximum Games has entered into a partnership with Paramount Consumer Products to develop a competitive multiplayer fighting game set in the universe of Avatar, The Last Airbender, the company announced. It will launch in early access in 2025. Um, A developer and platforms were not announced. Now, Barrett's made an entrance. Do you want to say anything or are you here just to let you just give me something else? Who asked for a fighting game? I was literally a pro sport. I asked for a fighting game. You have fucking Nickelodeon All-Star Battle Royale Brawl 2 or whatever that you sung his praises. We have that already. And we get to get more. We have a pro sport in the universe called Pro Bending. Give me a fucking pro bending game that just plays like wind jammers. I'm gonna what bend, are you doing? Bend people's arms. Give me a God of War <laughs> Ragnarok or game. God of War like where you play as an earthbender. What are you doing? Now, people in chat. Give him blue people. people. <laughs> yeah, give him the blue people. <laughs> Let them play the sport. Now... Here's the thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I look at this. I'm somebody who really likes Avatar. The last seminar, not the blue people Avatar that wear fucking shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wear t-shirts. TJ Maxx. Going to TJ Maxx, going to doing their shop. How are you going to go to Old Navy and you're an alien? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Oh, I like Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, and like you tell me that you're making an Avatar The Last Airbender, uh-huh. Airbender fighting game. I go, that's cool. I'm into that. Yeah. Let's see what it's about. Now, here's the thing, right? Maximum games. 
Who the fuck is Maximum? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of Maximum, and I don't. Want, I'm not talking shit, right? Because literally, I've not heard of Maximum. But I was like, I did open up the YouTube video to see the announcement, and it's like uh, one of their folks like talking to the camera, saying, "Hey, like you know, we're making this Avatar: the Last Airbender game," and it's within like this. Uh, ro- the the video is called Maximum Entertainment 2024 Roadmap Walkthrough, and it's a bunch of different things that they're talking about, like different game announcements. And I was just scrolling through the time codes, right? I'm like, all right, cool. What else are they talking about? They do the corporate update, and then they talk about a game called Small land survive the wilds then they talk about a game called maximum football then they talk about morbid the the lords of ire uh whisker waters uh leo the fire the firefighter cat and cool i think it's cool that like games are being made and I don't, i've never heard of these games you but, about leo, Look at leo not, dude. he's out here dude leo looks Fight neat fire. oh wait is maximum no that's not maximum i'm gonna do a google right after this but like i've not heard of any of these things right and i look at avatar the fighting game and i'm like how did y'all get this license because it's Paramount. It's Nickelodeon, man. But, like... They be not giving a fuck. Kind of their whole thing. But now I want to look up Maximum. Because this, this is the same company that does Nickelodeon. No, that's, like, something mill. Yeah, that's different. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Maximum Entertainment website. Smash Project M or whatever. Uh, yeah, the, when I look at the Maximum games, Whisker Waters, until then... Oh, they do Spirit of the North, too. Okay. Pixel Shire. Um... Them fighting herds, which I've actually actually hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because if they were behind them fighting herds, that is a really good fighting game, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Actually, I was gonna talk shit. Some potential. I was gonna talk shit, but like, if you're able to partner with these folks to do it, wait, are are they also people that do Squirrel with a Gun? Because they had the Squirrel with a Gun trailer right there. Oh, maybe. Yeah, they might have published it. Amazing. All I'm saying is, how did they get Avatar? How come? How how does everybody get Avatar except a AAA developer? Like a like like. And again, I'm not talking shit because this game could be good. Like this Avatar game could be really good. I don't I, I don't know who's developing it yet. We'll see. But like, you know, so many other publishers exist. Nickelodeon just hasn't taken that type of swing. Like they really still exist in that THQ. But I don't understand why. Like, like, yeah, because I, I feel like I feel like so many people would kill to make an Avatar. Like, so many AAA. You went to Ubisoft and go, "Hey, Avatar: The Last Airbender." There's somebody there. <laughs> you telling me you want Ubisoft to make an Avatar game? I want somebody who's AAA to make an Avatar <laughs> game. That was a joke. Yeah. Another oh, oh, I yeah. see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, no, I, I feel you. It's just that's not their business. I, I mean, look, you look at Disney and not the Disney Nickelodeon or analogous directly in this sense, but uh, they've made the moves both on the Marvel front and clearly the Star Wars, Star Wars front, but then just overall all, why am I talking like this? Overall Disney, uh, as we saw with all the stuff in the last couple of weeks with um, Epic, like they're investing in their their Disney game side of things mm. in a way that Nickelodeon still seems to kind of be like, let's just try a bunch of shit. They did the card stuff. They did the um, smash clone stuff. Like that tier of product yeah. seems to be like where they, but why you're Nickelodeon. You're yeah. one of the top dogs. <laughs> you're not, you might not be Disney, but like, but I think that's a big enough difference, man. Cause you go up to Paramount and I don't think that they're doing that great. Actually. I know they're not doing that great, <laughs> but there's so many like, people love avatar. Mm-hmm. And like I was, there's so many people who I know, probably on the AAA level, and if not on the AAA level, at least on the indie, like skilled indie level, mm-hmm. that would make a fucking banger Avatar game. Like I know people, like there, there are studios that are making like Earthbound clones, 
that are talented that will look at Avatar and go, oh, we can make like an RPG, like a like a turn based, like the mm -hmm. Sea of Stars devs. Yeah. I don't know if they like Avatar, but there are people like them. I am positive <laughs> they'll look at Avatar and go, oh, we can make a banger Avatar GRPG. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like, why do they go to the very specific AA developers that are like I've never heard thing, of? Man, I think it's like how much they cost, the turnaround time, and the the return that they know they're gonna get. Enough. Like that yeah, SpongeBob commentating the Super Bowl. You can't get a good, good developer to make an Avatar game. Tom Kenny, baby. Tim, we just talked about a lot of big old news. If I wanted something smaller, say the tiniest news I need to know about. Where would I go? You go to our last story, the We News Channel, where we cover all the small news items you need to know about. Tim, it's time for story number six. We call it We News. Uh, EA Sports College Football 25 is set for a full reveal in May 2024. I know Greg Miller and Stomach Mike's very happy about that. I'm also very happy about that. I, I like those feel like games. this game has been fully revealed a thousand times or zero times. Zero times. You know what I mean? But it's always, it's always been on the precipice about <laughs> it feels like of about to be revealed. I swear to God, I've heard Greg and Mike threaten me with their yeah. excitement for this game. Oh, yeah. Many times. It just keeps coming up of like, we're about to announce it. We're about yeah. to announce it. Well, now we have a date, I guess. They're about to announce it. Uh, this next one's from videogames.si.com. Tim, what do you think SI stands for? Sports Illustrated. It does, yeah. Uh, this is via Noble. Around 24 employees at Zaum, the Disco Elysium studio, are at risk of redundancy. The standalone... Say that again? At, at what studio? Zaum. Zaum? Zaum. Z-A slash U-M. I thought you were saying Zalum, and I thought that the slash was like a stylized L, and I was like, those motherfuckers <laughs> well, are going wild. It might be. I don't, I've never looked up how to pronounce it. Gotcha. I wasn't calling you out. I, oh, I yeah. just thought that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Like, I've always crazy. said Zalum just out of... Uh, I that sounds right. That does. Uh, the standalone expansion for Disco Elysium was canceled. The sequel was canceled in 2022, and a new sci-fi IP was paused in 2023. Uh, they still have two games in development. That hurts my soul, because I love Disco Elysium, but I also know that that studio's been going through a lot of turmoil, and so yeah. we'll see where that goes. Tekken 8 has sold 2 million copies since launch. Fuck yeah, dude. And like, there is a comparative. I have a tweet here that uh, Kevin's pulled up. Um, this is from Benji Sales. And he do, does a comparative thing of Street Fighter 6 sold a million in five days, then 2 million in around a month, and then 3 million in around seven months. Mortal Kombat sold nearly 3 million in under two, min two months, uh, and then 3 plus million by January 2024. Tekken 8, 2 million in under three weeks. Crazy, man. And I'm going to say it right now. Tekken 8, my favorite out of the bunch. Yeah. Fucking great video game. Yeah. I'm hooked on it. Yeah, I, I, I can't stop playing it. Right before we went on the show, I, I was telling you, I, I booted it up last night and uh, played maybe the first 30 minutes of the campaign. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. I can't wait to get back. It, everybody, if you were like, oh, I'm not good at fighting games, but I kind of like their vibe. And I haven't stayed up to date on Tekken or whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. You need to play the story mode, man. Just hop into it's it. It's so cool. It's a fucking good time. Uh, moving on, skateboarding roguelite Hellskate launches into early access today. Give it a shot. It's real good. Ooh, okay. Real good. That makes me feel good. I want to give it a shot at some point. I'm playing so much Tekken, you know? Just yeah. taking up all my time. Uh, a little to the left is out today on PS5 and Xbox Series X. No Man's Sky's Omega update is out today. The Vince Staple show is out today on Netflix. I added that. And then, um, <laughs> listen, all right? Vince Staple makes a show. I got to watch it. I get it. Uh, and then we have an important deal of the day for you, uh, Kevin, if you can bring this up. Uh... Sonic Superstars is oh. having a shadow costume. Is Sonic inside shadow? They're adding a shadow costume where Sonic is indeed inside of shadow. Wow. The Sonic DLC is free again for Sonic Superstars. This is uh, Sonic's, a choice. Sonic a is choice. wearing shadow. Yeah. Well, yeah. We got Roger him. coming in hot. He's excited. Roger's all. It, yeah. You see, you see this, bothered. Roger? You see this shit? I was just getting a hard drive, but this is fucking disgusting. <laughs> we need to take this out back. This is. Unacceptable situation. When I tell you that, as soon as I saw this, I hit that USPSN link 
and I hit <laughs> add to library. Good. Good. I, I might boot this up one more time for this. You got it, dude. God, Sonic inside Shadow. <laughs> My dreams have come true, Tim. And that's it for uh, the segment we news. For this, whatever, <laughs> whatever we call this shit. Uh, let's see. <laughs> let's see what we have for super chats real quick before we get out of here. Let's see. Man, y'all be y'all be talking sometimes. You know yeah, what I mean? Y'all yeah. be just writing in here. Uh, shit here. I'm gonna hop into this Jordan one blind. Uh, Xbox had been moving in this direction for years and saying exactly that clearly. So my question is, why don't people seem to get it, or have people just been ignoring it because it's too different? So I think that there's a couple. Like we need to remember that people aren't a thing. It's not just a one. There's not a group, and it's like, oh man, like. They said this, and now they say that. Oftentimes, they're different people that said those things. So uh-huh. important to note. I do think that no matter who you are, it's obvious that the Xbox strategy has been a little unclear because they haven't been able to get that steady cadence going of releases that we've been kind of seeing them gear up for for a very long time. And because of that, they've also introduced a lot of new concepts like Game Pass and xCloud and dived into the new markets in a way that is more successful than we've seen PlayStation or other more traditional um, like hardware or software developers try to do this. So I think that the message of like, it's on every screen. It's like people that are in can wrap their heads around that. Yeah. But that is still a complicated thing because they haven't been able to be like, let me just try to think of an example of this. Like they haven't had that moment of, you could play Last of Us here, 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 and here's how you do it. Yeah. You need that title to be able to get everyone to be like, oh, I'm now educated on how this works. Xbox just hasn't had that type of game. They've had wins. They've had good games. They haven't had the like, oh, the, the killer app, the system seller, right? Mm-hmm. But the system isn't the box. The system is the concept of yeah. Play Anywhere. They just haven't had that seller for that idea yet. That's why I think it, people don't get it. I think I, I think you're 100 right. I think another element to it too is, is that change scares people. Um, the idea that somebody's doing something radically different, like you look at that and you go, "What are you doing?" Right? And like Xbox is doing something that's radically different from what we understand about the business of uh, of video games, at least historically. And if you're somebody that has been following along, super been super paying attention to all all this stuff, you can kind of like make out why they're doing doing this and understand uh, uh, this shift. But if you most people aren't paying attention on the level that us on games daily are reading every single news story literally every day and talking about it and extracting it and like breaking it down and so when you have a wide audience that you know like have bought the box to play the games and they go and they see that you're not making exclusives anymore they think oh everything's going downhill oh man i'm not gonna have an xbox anymore oh like (laughs) it's all gonna go away when that's not that when that isn't necessarily the case right i think it is the fact that big change is sometimes a thing that you have to like accept slash might just need to be explained to you a bit more, right? Like you might, you might need to hold people's hands a bit more with this one. And the most important thing is and always will be the story that you're telling and how people understand that story. If your communication's not clear, you're not communicating. Uh-huh. And I think that we've seen that so many times where it's not just banger exclusives equal a good generation. It's not just oh, we have this gimmick that we got right. It's not just, oh, there's this new service that makes everything easier and better. It needs to be a amalgamation of all of those things to tell a story that people understand and want to get behind. And an example of that is the Wii U, which has an amazing banger lineup of exclusive games. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't enough because the Wii U sucked. 
and the story of the Wii U was bad, and the pacing and cadence of those releases was abysmal. So they fucked it all up. Yeah. You know? And I feel like Xbox hasn't had a moment that bad, anywhere close to that. But they also haven't had that moment of things coming together. Maybe we're going to see it today. Crazy how they fucked up the Wii U with Nintendo Land on it. Come on, man. Come on, man. Fucking masterpiece. That's Nintendo Land. Uh, chocolate. Fun. I mean, I, I, I'm not being sarcastic. I love Nintendo Land. I love a masterpiece. <laughs> little far. From me. Okay, Very not a masterpiece. Enjoyable game. Sure. <laughs> that was such a fun. We like, all wanted a Metroid. Dude, I was in college and I like I had like a friend and a half that had a Wii U. <laughs> One of them had a Nintendo Land. We had so much time out of Mario Tag <laughs> in the fucking Luigi's Mansion game that we played. Yeah, dude, so good. Oh man uh chocolate fox says first time i get to really catch y'all live thanks for the content but possible games cast discussion what is your favorite gaming trilogy mine is currently mass effect boy do i have a shit list for you i know if you go to the um uh the kind of funny day 2024 part two vod <laughs> that we have and then you scroll a little bit uh there's an episode of shit list where we talk about the best video game trilogies of all time but if you're talking about my favorite video game trilogy if you can count the Eco Trilogy, Eco Shadow Colossus, and Last Guardian, that's probably the one for me. I love those three games so much. I think as a, as a, as a unit, they're very strong. Yeah, we had a big discussion about what counts as a trilogy and what doesn't. And I think at the end of the day, it's really fucking stupid because mm -hmm. like trilogy is, I, I think it's a, a term that is going to mean less and less over time as every single thing eventually gets another sequel to be part of it. But because of that, the GTA 3 trilogy, I think, is the one true answer. Um, GTA one and two, GTA three know. trilogy, is GTA three Vice City and San Andreas, is what he's talking about. Yeah, I was messing around. Uh, it, it's the Mario trilogy for sure. It's number one. Oh man, there he is. See we, see we have a believer, what Barrett. What do you mean? The Mario That's trilogy. What it is. The Mario. Trilogy. He just did it. Uh, I don't know if he's fucking around, but he just did it. He did just do it. Uh, we got one more from Mara saying Invincible season two part two trailer reacts with the X Men trailer. Is there, oh, is there a new trailer? Oh, oh. There is a new trailer. We're not going to react to it. Yeah. Uh, just oh. of time. I did have a pull up of who, have you ever called it the Mario trilogy? And 97% voted no. <laughs> but there's three of yeah, them. Yeah, but like, the, I see, it's the phrasing. Have you ever called it the Mario trilogy? But if you ask, is the first three Mario games a trilogy, considered a trilogy? Did you 100%. know that Mario 2 was originally Doki Doki Panic in Japan? It took it's everything true. in me not to respond to your tweet with that. <laughs> but I was God. like, I'm not trying to be an asshole on Twitter. Barry, can, I, can, you ask, can I ask you to do me a favor? Can you pull up the trailer <laughs> for Dan in real life for me so we can live react to it? <laughs> now it's time for kindofunny.com slash you're wrong rewrite and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Bander SN says Maximum Games published them Spiden Herds. Uh, Main Six was the developer. No word on if they're involved with this. Listen, if they can get Main Six to work on an Avatar fighting game, we're in business. Mm -hmm. Like, that's going to be a fucking, like, oh shit. Like, that's going to be a thing. That's going to be at Evo. We're going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. I just want to see Aang versus Jake Sully. Is his name Aang? Though, yeah, Aang. You nailed it, Tim. But you nailed it. Jake Sully. Yeah. Get oh, from the, uh, the Blue Get Beetle Avatar. Familiar. God damn it. <laughs> you make any reference to the Blue Beetle Avatar, I'm not going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fun movies, Blast. I don't believe you. <laughs> like, what, at what part What part do they go to Earth? And then they're like, they're oh, man. They're, they're perusing through a mall. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Express. Oh, Macy's. You don't understand. Those are hybrid clones. But, like, for a while, they're hanging out with people. They can't just be dick out. 
Yeah, but human clothes? It, Where are you? <laughs> it would be offensive to steal their clothes. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, but they're the. Um, he's right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's what cultural stuff. appropriation is. It is. It one thousand percent would be. Tim, I, mean, I, I don't need a white guy backing me up on this one, all right? <laughs> it's blue face at, at, at Oh, worst. my God. You went too far, Tim. You went too far. But it is. Blue face is a great rapper, first of all. I don't know if that's true, actually. I've never once listened to a blue face <laughs> song. He might be terrible. <laughs> I don't think I... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just saying, if I woke up as an alien, mm-hmm. I guess I would just wear my own clothes. But, like, I don't know. It, some, but first like, of all, aren't they, like, taller? Wait, wait, aren't they on, bigger than on. people? Imagine if you what went is, into this pod, right, and suddenly you wake up, and they're like, hey, man, put on this little skirt. And you're just like, well, I mean, I really like wearing jeans. And yeah, they're but like, then, well, I'm be, then I'm being disrespectful. But you're I'm not hanging culture. out with them. You're in the lab. They still uh, do, like, lab shit. All right, and then imagine. I just think they of, look funny. Imagine what, <laughs> They do look funny. But then imagine one of the uh, alien hybrids. They die, but their body stays alive. And then they're pregnant. And nobody knows who the baby is. Who's the baby's dad? How do they How do they make babies again, Tim? Don't they, like, shake hands? Oh, their little tails. Their little oh, their tails. tails. Their tails. Let's see. Uh, we got more about the Avatar thing. And then... <laughs> Uh, Squiddy Witty. Oh, damn. Wait, serious question. Do they have uh, genitals? I like, think it's the tails. I think well, we see I their th- genitals the entire I movie. I think that, because, like, I'm not that the brings up a lot of weird questions because they also tangle their little tails with, like, horses and, like, flying yeah, but, dragon things. Don't we all? Yeah, I was going to say, humans do weird things, too. Yeah, but it's not sexual, definitely. When they're, Well, I mean. No, we do. Uh, no, no, no. I'm don't saying say for we. the avatar. You don't need to say we. <laughs> we all. All of us here. (laughs) Uh, And then one more from Squiddy Woody who says Main Six had all but three of its devs uh, laid off by Maximum in December 2023. Why can't we have anything good? That's it for you, Ron. Tim. Yeah. Hopefully something good comes out of the Xbox podcast. We'll have to find out later today when we all live react to it. Remember, everybody, we're about to be hanging out all day. If you're on Twitch, you can just hang out and stay. If you're on uh, YouTube, eventually you're going to have to jump up for night. Right now, we're going to go right into the X-Men trailer reaction. If you're watching on Games Daily, it's just going to be the same video. You need to go anywhere. We're just trying to keep things as simple as possible for us. We're trying our best to work in a complicated media landscape, everybody. It's hard. Distribution platforms and a bunch of other business words. Synergy, 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 everyone. You sound like Embracer. Yeah. Actually, Embracer didn't think that hard about it, honestly. Embracer probably doesn't even know what, what synergy even means. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? We don't just, we don't just buy things? <laughs> what part is where we buy things? Uh, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you used to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and on podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube uh, to get all of our shows ad-free, watch, record them live, and get a daily exclusive show. Until next time, Game Daily.